Coming to you from the Floor City headquarters in Vancouver, Washington, is the Ecom Life podcast, hosted by e-commerce extraordinaire Andrew Juhasz. Sit back and enjoy the ride as we take an inside look at e-commerce trends designed to grow your business and help you live the life you were meant to. And now, the Ecom Life podcast. This is Andrew Juhasz with Ecom Flex. And I'm speaking today with uh, Manny Morum with Findify.io. Yep. And and he is the you are the CEO of that company. Yeah, I'm one of the founders and the, the CEO, self-proclaimed <laughs> CEO. <Okay. laughs> and I am the CEO of FloorCity.com, a Shopify Plus store. And uh, we came to Shopify Plus in June of 2017, and have seen uh, some si- significant growth. Um, Partly and thanks to applications like Findify, uh, and you. if you can maybe give me a, a brief overview uh, for the audience to kind of understand, you know, what Findify is and why you know it might be a good option. Uh, I'll just say first of all, why we looked at it was the uh, customizable uh, discussions that we had of you know, can you customize this? Can you customize? Uh, certain pages and collections because we we ran into an issue when we we couldn't customize mobile interface um with the you know your competitor apps uh which would be instant search plus was the first one we used and and they were a great solution but they i didn't see the when you search for a specific item if you gave kind of a brief overview you just got kind of a you know you know 50 results and then when we switched to findify i noticed that i searched for you know, whether it was four different keywords or if it was just a product number, I was able to narrow it down to maybe one or two results. And it, and it really shortened the amount of time that people spent browsing and they really got yeah, down definitely. to what they were looking for. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I can, I can give a little bit of background actually why we started this, this company and, and built this app and why specifically on Shopify and then tell you a little bit more about what we actually do. So to, to start and kind of give a better idea of what Findify is, Findify is a complete personalization solution that uses machine learning to generate a better user experience, essentially. And I know that a lot of people throw machine learning out there and, 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 say, because it's, and say those words because it's very hyped. Um, but that's actually what we do. That's our, that's our core. We have uh, people on the team who have PhDs in machine learning and spend their entire day uh, building these algorithms. And what, the way we started, and I'll give the, the history, is we wanted to understand where there is a gap, <clears throat> sorry, that we can actually fill with machine learning. Meaning we're, we're, we were four founders and we sat down and we said, we have this skill between ourselves, but what, what's the actual problem that we want to solve? And I came from a, from a payments company. And one of the things that, that I saw in that company is that there is a huge drop off in the middle of the funnel. There is something preventing people from getting to the checkout page. If, if you compare conversion numbers between e-commerce and brick and mortar, it's crazy. No brick and mortar store would, would accept 3% conversion rate, which is something that is quite good on, on most stores, or 4%. So why, why is it acceptable on e-commerce? So we started looking into it and, and tried to understand why it's happening. And part of our research was to just go on all the e-commerce platform forums and look at what people are complaining about, essentially. What are their biggest pain points? And when we stumbled upon the, the Shopify 
forum, we saw that a lot of people are complaining about search and saying that search just isn't working well for them. And that was the, the trigger that made us build a very simple MVP on Shopify, and the adoption was amazing. A lot of people installed our initial app, even though it wasn't great, but they installed our app and gave us a lot of feedback on what we should do, which is something that we still do today. And I'll talk about that a little bit as well. Um, so that was the background of, of how we started. And it very quickly evolved into what Findify is today. And I'll give the, the two-minute overview of what it is we do. We deliver three products in Findify. Search, meaning that predictive search, autocomplete, filtering capabilities, spelling tolerance, sorting, etc. Recommendations, so that same Amazon style, you might also like, frequently purchased together, complete the look, you recently viewed, etc. And smart collections, which is our uh, enhancement to the Shopify collections. You, you get the same filtering capabilities and the same intelligent sorting that you'd see in search. So these are the three products that we deliver. And we deliver value across these products in three, four, sorry, different layers. The first layer is what do you get out of the box? Immediately upon installing, you'll have that autocomplete, the filtering, spelling tolerance, all those basic features that you would expect are available out of the box. The second layer, and this is where things become interesting and where we utilize machine learning, has to do with the question of how do you actually sort the products in your search results or in your categories? And, and I remember when, when you and I first spoke, I, we went to one of your top search queries and I asked you, do you know why, why this product is first and this is second and this is third? And, and I remember vividly you saying, yeah, I actually, I actually don't know why this is the order because that's not my best-selling product. And that is the second problem that we solve. We use user behavior. We track where people come from, what device they use, what they click on, what they add to cart, what they buy to generate a trend score per query or per category on a product level. So when somebody searches, for example, uh, let's make it very simple for a shirt, we'll be able to re-rank products based on what's most popular right now. And it could be influenced by the weather, by seasonality, or by a campaign. And that's the second layer of what we do. The third layer has to do with the reality that each and every customer is unique. They're different. They have different price sensitivities. They have different color preferences. They have different materials that they like. Everything about us is different. So why do we return the same results? And that is where our personalization core comes into play. We create a profile per user in real time, meaning their actions allow us to determine their preferences just like a salesperson in a physical store would gauge a customer and say, okay, this customer has a budget of $100 and they like black, so let's show them relevant products. And that is exactly what our engine does. And the last layer of value that we deliver is related to the fact that sometimes the machine doesn't really know everything. It doesn't know what your margins are, or it doesn't know if you have a lot of a certain product in stock and you should promote it. So we enable our customers to merchandise search recommendations and smart collections 
through a very simple drag and drop interface or a rule building interface. You're able to boost or bury products based on your business needs. Um, so that it's a lot of information to kind of um, deliver in a very short time, but that is what we do. We deliver those three products, search, recommendations, smart collections, with four layers. Out of the box functionality, trend scoring that identifies trends, personalization that matches the results to each and every customer, and that, those merchandising capabilities that allow you as a, as a merchant to influence results. Um, does that make sense, Andrew? I don't know. You can gauge kind of what it, I it said. Does. So. <laughs> it, it, it will make sense, I think, for someone that has been on the, on the platform for a while. But mm -hmm. as, a, as an overview, anyone that's looking to take it to the, the next level, you know, and really uh, from what a lot of people call is enterprise. And I think, you know, if you look at the usually about a $2 million valuation for annual sales is, is mm. where I see people kind of moving into that enterprise realm. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, as far as the information that you get with your application, as I was just kind of going through your, the new, uh, new and improved interface, um, you know, one of the things that we've been starting to go in is looking at, you know, uh, new products, old products, products that we're going to discontinue, products mm -hmm. that we're experimenting with, and kind of looking where, you know, if we want to go into search and see, okay, well, what, uh, what is dropping off? Where, where is it that somebody searches something and there's absolutely no results? And then so when we come in and we see, you know, a particular... Exactly search phrase is not getting any results you know why is that is it a is it the user that doesn't understand how to search for the product have we done a poor job in in building uh, categorization or collections you know so the customer can filter down to it but then in addition to that which is kind of unique and uh, just to let someone know that might be interested in findify is imagine that instead of having your collections managed by Shopify, you now have your managed, you're managing collections uh, through the Findify application that allows you to kind of decide how you're going to filter, you know, that particular uh, collection for a product and, and then decide, you know, what filters are going to go in what order. Um, yeah. One of the things I'm noticing just looking at my recent report here is, it's giving me the top use filter. So I see things like application, brand, color, and then you would know, okay, well, application looks like clearly the winner, you know, and then if I go back to my collection page, you know, I might notice that, you know, application is actually at the bottom. Okay, well, exactly. if application is the number one selected, you know, then obviously we need to go ahead and put application up near the top where, you know, for, for our business doing commercial and residential, it's very popular to say, okay, well, I come in and, and most people understand what the difference is depending on where you're at in the world, but commercial meaning, you know, obviously somebody you might use in a business, residential, put it in your home. Um, but obviously there's an overwhelming, if that's our top, you know, filter, you know, within the results as it Absolutely. is. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that what you described here is exactly the use case of the analytics that we try to uh, help our customers use. And it's definitely something that becomes more relevant once you, you cross a certain threshold. You know, you said that you move some, when merchants move to that enterprise realm, they, they suddenly discover new challenges and new questions that they need to answer. And these analytics tell you or give you insights 
that are usually difficult to obtain in e-commerce because the flow that you just described is the equivalent of people coming into your store and telling your salesperson on the floor, I'm looking for these type of applications. So that salesperson, after a while, will be able to go to the manager and say, hey, about 60% of our customers that end up making a purchase look for this specific application. We should really provide more information about it or move the aisle with those products closer to the front because that, allow, that will allow us to, to make more sales. And that, that is what those analytics help you understand. And then our merchandising capabilities are the equivalent of moving that aisle physically to the front or providing more information just in the digital world. So it's, it's, uh, it's exactly that. It's exactly that flow you described. And um, there, is, there is another point that I, I wanted to talk about, which is how we work with our merchants to build these features. The, the, the feature that you described here, the top filters, actually was, was an idea from a merchant. And we've worked with, with you, Andrew, quite a bit to develop a lot of our features because at the end of the day, we are software people. We developed, develop software. We don't really know what it is like to run a successful e-commerce business and what are the challenges that you face day in, day, day out. So when, when we first started uh, this business relationship, one of the things that we really wanted was your feedback. And we've worked very closely together with yourself and a, and a select group of other merchants to get feedback about what's good about our product, what's bad about it, what challenges that you have on a daily basis that maybe we can solve. And this is how we've built our product. And it's, it's essentially a win-win situation because we get feedback from people who are out there on the forefront building and running businesses. We get that feedback. We build the tools that they need so our product improves and our customers get access to real valuable features. There's no noise. You really get the stuff, the tools you need to grow your business. So that's another thing that, that I think um, is very valuable for us to, to work with merchants closely to define our product roadmap and decide what we build and when we build it. Now, now something I haven't really dealt with as much is, is you have recommendations, which are really popular. A lot of our products, one, one of the challenges is getting somebody to know, okay, well, you have a particular tile, you know, do you sell the adhesive with that? You know, we could, we could show that product on the page, but what about a, you know, if somebody likes to do a black and white checkerboard tile, which is pretty popular in the United States, uh, if, if I was going to do that design, what, what would be the likelihood that a recommendation would, would populate, you know, that that's a, a related product? And, and that, again, that's just something we haven't explored yet. That's something newer for us. Yeah. Uh, we've always just kind of listed the products individually and let customers kind of navigate themselves. I think that that's something that really depends on, on the volume of uh, visitors and purchases you have versus the number of products. Because, and, and I'll explain why I say that, because it's based on how our algorithms actually work. We have a lot of customers who switch over from other recommendation solutions, which are manual, meaning they require you to manually associate certain pr products with one another. The challenge there is what happens when you actually start selling more products 
and when you have more visitors, it's very difficult for, for us to know what would be exactly a good match between products for different people. So what our algorithm does is track what customers do. When you have a large volume of customers, statistically, you'll be able to pull out some patterns and certain flows that you'll be able to calculate and, and say, yeah, we actually, based on user behavior, can see that product A was purchased quite frequently with product B by people who, for example, are on a Mac in Texas. Whereas when customers on an iPhone or an Android phone come from New York and looked at product A, they actually bought product C. So the, the answer to your question is that it really, really depends on the user behavior and it can change, but that's also the, the magic of these machine learning algorithms. They're able to look at all the data, really remember everything, ingest tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of data points, and create relations between products and customers to, to deliver those, uh, those results. So um, it takes a bit of time for the algorithms to learn, but once they do, they really do deliver uh, high relevancy recommendations, even if it's a little bit uh, of an edge case with a very specific tile. Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed an increase in, in, in our own team. We'll even use the search that's within our store. Um, we're integrating soon with NetSuite, so we'll have a little bit more power on the back end. But sometimes it's difficult when you have a large catalog for your, you know, your your employees, especially in Shopify, can go to the back end. But um, sometimes even in Shopify, what I notice is the ability to find a product that is something that you you might be vague on the information for that item or the customer might give you, uh, if you're doing a phone order, we do a lot of phone orders. So customer might call in and give us like partial number. Yeah. And I, and I tested that within the, when our own search and, you know, a lot of these are older customers and I don't know, you know, our demographic is definitely, you know, much older than your typical, like a millennial crowd. So they, they definitely have a, a difficulty in, in knowing that, oh, well, there's a search box. Let's go ahead and use that. Even though they came in from a Google search result, Yahoo or Bing, they still, they, they come to our store and they think that they need to go ahead and, and use the, the collections and the navigation yeah, yeah. to find the products. So, and, and again, we use it ourselves, you know, when we're dealing with newer products and it's, you know, you're, you've got like a, a nine digit product number with letters and numbers. <laughs> It really helps to, yeah. you know, to go to the search and then we kind of narrow it down even within our own search. So we, we actually use that technology ourselves because um, the in the admin section of where salespeople will go and customer service within yeah, Shopify, exactly. it's it's actually not even, to me, is it's not even as intuitive as how you guys have, have set Completely it up. Completely agree. And that's, that's something that, uh, that we saw happen very, very often. And this is how, another example of how we develop features with, with customers, we developed our, our IP blacklisting feature. Because what happened was that a lot of customer service people would use the search for internal purposes and for sales on, on the phone, and that would influence the machine learning. And then we had a, a, one of our customers come and say, hey, can, can you remove all traffic from RIP from being tracked in your machine learning algorithms because we're skewing the results. It doesn't actually reflect what our customers want, but what we're doing internally. So then we built a feature that allows you to remove all the behavior 
of your employees and consultants. You just put them behind one IP, we remove that IP from the tracking, and then you have a pure experience for your customers while still have the, the capability to use advanced search to find things yourself instead of the admin. So that's another perfect example of that. Well, I know we're, we're running low on time today, um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll do another uh, overview of some new features that are coming out. Is there anything that we can uh, look forward to in the coming months, something that you're working on that might be kind of interesting for, for somebody listening to, you know, what's a feature that they might be looking for that you don't have yet, but you're currently working on or is about yeah, to come definitely. out? We have a couple of features that uh, that we're releasing. I'll list, I'll list three of them. One of them is actually already out today. It was the first uh, uh, beta test that we released, which is uh, an empty state search, meaning what happens when you click on the search box? Usually nothing, right? You need to start typing to see results. We now automatically generate recommendations within the search box, meaning the most popular products and the most top popular queries without you typing anything at all. So that's one feature that we release now. Uh, another feature is a scoped search, which is planned for next quarter, meaning when you start typing a query, you might see tile, or you, and then you'd have underneath it tile in uh, marble or tile in vinyl, and it kind of narrows it down automatically for you in, in the search um, scope. And then the last part that we're working on is uh, product bundling, meaning recommendations that automatically bundle products together so that you can add two or more products to your cart with one click, meaning you no longer need to click on a product page, add it to cart, click on a recommendation, add that to cart as well, but rather with a single click, add multiple products and, and increase your average order value. So that's another thing that we're working on towards the end of the year. Great. Well, I appreciate it, Manny. And again, this is, uh, this is Andrew Yuhas with EcomFlex and Manny Morum with Findify. Uh, go ahead and check out findify.io. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, look me up on the Facebook group. We, uh, we're on Shopify Plus talking about uh, all of the great things that uh, Findify can do. And uh, if you have any other questions, send, uh, send many a, <laughs> a request. He's, yeah. he's ready to, to <laughs> customize the heck out of your, uh, <laughs> your Definitely, search. Yeah, and we, and we didn't speak about the customization capabilities and why you upgraded from instant search. But let's do, let's do a follow-up follow uh, podcast. We have a lot to talk about. Sounds good, Manny. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Ecom Life podcast sponsored by Floor City. Now you've heard what we have to say about e-commerce. It's time to hear from you. If you're an online store owner or e-commerce professional, Andrew would like to invite you on the show for a one-on-one -on -one or group interview. To apply, simply message us on the Ecom Life Facebook group or use the contact us page at ecomlife.com. Until next time, do what you love or love what you do. We built